Respectfully. 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 A Melanated Therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. I'm Dimitrik, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of any therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Thanks for that, friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. A little tired today, but we're making it. We do what we have to do, you know. (laughs) Yes, very true. (laughs) All right, fam. So today we are talking about stereotypes around mental health in the Black community or minority. So some stereotypes that we know of with mental health are that, one, only white people go to therapy. Two, mental health issues just mean that you're weak. And three, we get this, the infamous, the infamous, infamous one is, child, just go and pray about it. So. Let's kind of talk about today why we think these stereotypes even exist. And Dimitri, if you have any other stereotypes you can think about that kind of link within this topic today, can you share with us? Um, I think um, the ones that you stated were are kind of the at the top. I mean, the only mm-hmm. other one um, I probably would say is that, you know, if you have mental health issues, it means that you're defective. Yeah. In some degree, mm-hmm. you know, or it's almost kind of seen like it's a death sentence almost. Um, yeah, but that's my thought on that. Now, as far as, you know, why do we think, why do I think they exist? The first word that comes to my mind is ignorance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ignorance is the first one. Um, I feel like, you know, we don't educate ourselves enough. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if it's not something that is impacting the lot, and when I say the lot, I mean like over 60 to 70% of the community, um, that it's not, we don't go seeking information about it. And Mm -hmm. I think that although I know (laughs) that a lot of, you know, Black people experience mental health and don't even know that they're experiencing mental health, um, Mm -hmm. you know, supports that fact. Um, now the one that you said that kind of sticks out to me the most, or, you know, is kind of the most prevalent in my life personally is to just pray about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in a previous episode, I kind of, you know, told everyone that, you know, I have clinical depression and, you know, I went through my first major depressive episode when I was 16, no, 17. Um, and you know, I grew up in the church, you know, Southern Baptist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we were taught, like, you know, if you have any problems, any issues, something's ailing you, you know, take it to God, leave it at his feet, and it is done. And you just walk away and everything is fine. So, of course, you know, that message is embedded into me, you know, it's programmed into me, you know. And, you know, of course, I'm, a, I'm an active believer and I'm a Christian, but I felt like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't mm-hmm. I go lay my problems at his feet and they just go away like everyone else? I was like, I feel like that's, I was like, is something wrong with me? Does God not right. love me? Am I not connected to God the same way? When all in all, it didn't mean any of that. Right. You know, it's just a connection to my higher power. It is knowing that things are going to be okay. It's having faith. 
Right. And having faith and dealing with mental health are two different things. Yep. Two totally different things. Um, So for me, in my own journey and just educational and personal, I just felt like a lot of it starts with the Black church. Hmm. Okay. And that's just my opinion. Interesting part of this, too, is that, you know, the other side of it is when you pray about things, aren't you also supposed to go after it, too? So. Yeah. Faith without work is dead. Right. So, I mean, if it's just pray about it and leave it at his feet, then that's going to get me nowhere to start anyway when it comes to mental health in particular. Right. Right. I mean. I also, I think that we also struggle with these stereotypes because of some generational trauma. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, all of the things, all of the racism, physical abuse, traumatic sexual abuse, all of these things that Black people have faced due to history, the historical Mm -hmm. things that have happened. I think that definitely impacts why these stereotypes exist. Because in those times, there was a sense of helplessness and hopelessness that I can't do anything about my circumstances at this point. And Mm -hmm. you just deal with it and you just overcome and you make a way. Mm -hmm. And I wish that this could be reframed to now being. Mm -hmm. This, these are the circumstances that I'm dealt, right? And I cannot mm-hmm. change my mental health diagnoses, but mm-hmm. I can make a way out of it and enhance my situation by receiving therapy, by yes. recognizing that I do need the help, by recognizing exactly. that I am experiencing trauma, that I have PTSD, that I do have depression mm-hmm. or anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And not just thinking, well, this is normal, just deal. Because yeah. just dealing with it leads us to burnout and leads to so many other things, which is why mm-hmm. Black people, a completely other conversation, but which is also why Black people have the leading amounts of um, medical diagnoses such as high blood pressure and diabetes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because our mental health is also not being taken care of. So I think these stereotypes not only exist because of Well, they exist rooted from generational trauma. And I think from there, they just continue to build. Absolutely. I completely agree with that right there. And I I feel that, you know, first, let me go back and correct something. So when I say it starts with the Black church, that is not placing blame. But the Black church is the staple in our community and, you know, in the African-American community. And a lot of, you know, who we are and our ideals and, and our beliefs come from the Black church. It starts there. Like, that's our epicenter. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and, that's you know, we ultimately... Found before. Exactly. Exactly. And you made a very good point about the generational trauma because, you know, in our history, it's pretty much just fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting to survive. Fighting to make yeah. it. Fighting for freedom. It's always been fighting. And, you know... I just feel that, like you say, with all of that stuff, 
then comes that that potential negative impact or actually what comes with it is oh, okay that's just what we had we did what we had to do move on mm-hmm. but then it ends up impacting us in the ways that Rodney just mentioned and you know ultimately you know, it's up to us, you know, individuals like me and Rade or, you know, anyone in the African-American community to spread that, that the knowledge that we're obtaining to remove the, the barriers of ignorance and put us in a place to where we're actually taking care of ourselves holistic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's. It's been a, you know, for me, I feel like it's no different than going to a medical doctor. If you have a heart mm-hmm. pain, you go to the doctor or the ER, right. you know, if you break your leg, you go to the doctor, you know, you're feeling sick or have a cold, you go to the doctor, you know, so it's no different. If you're feeling down and you don't know how to pull yourself out of a rut, go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, you're grieving the loss of, of someone you've been, you know, you care deeply about or your husband or wife or your partner of 15, 20 years, go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, that's, hey. that's my I love that. And I'm glad that you said it because I think if the shift to that happened, then a lot of us would be dealing with the mental health that we decided to ignore for a long time. I think in addition to this, though, it is important to recognize that at a certain point, Saying like just overcoming and fighting was very functional for us at one point mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. all we had to, that's, that's all we could do. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to now, we have a different space. We have a different resource. We're in different time that allows mm-hmm. for different functionality. And it no mm-hmm. longer looks like avoiding the issue or not addressing the issue and just moving on to the next thing because you don't have time for it. It looks mm-hmm. like taking space for the issue to be addressed, whatever that mental health diagnosis or complication is. Well said, well said. I completely agree with that. So to branch off of that, how do you think we can overcome these stereotypes? I think just like what you were talking about a minute ago is having these conversations is important. Um, Making sure that People like you and I maintain advocacy for others that don't have the words or don't have the answers to be able to note that they do need these kind of resources. Absolutely. Um, and even in the medical field, um, research has shown in the past that most trials and things like that were done on Black people because of high tolerance for pain. And we're talking Mm -hmm. about emotional and physical. And I think the way to overcome this is recognizing that Black people, we are human too. Yeah. And I said a while ago in another podcast, um, I was made for resistance, which is very true. But Mm -hmm. I'm also a woman, right? I'm also a Black Mm -hmm. woman that deserves to not have to be resisted against exactly. if that makes sense so to no, also yeah to recognize that um i'm someone that needs a, a soft space to land too 
And mm-hmm. so do so do you. So does everyone else within the community. And in order to get mm-hmm. that, I think finding that safe place in therapy or recognizing that your mental health may be possibly declining will be crucial to creating that safe space to land. Absolutely. And, you know, as you were, you know, talking, one thing that pops it popped up into my head is, you know, like you say, you don't have to be that person, you know, who deserves that resistance, you know what I mean? Or have to, or have to resist the things that are coming at you um, or working against you. But I think it's very important to to note that, you know, we don't have the same fights that we always had. Right. You know, there are different fights now. And the fact that, you know, there are different fights means that if we're not fighting as much as, let's say we were fighting five things, right? So we were fighting five things. So let's say two of them got eradicated. So we have three left. So we don't have to give it the same amount of energy we would give it when we had five things that we were fighting for. And we can take some of that focus and put it on things to strengthen and empower the community, like, you know, removing that stigma against mental health and, you know, financial literacy and all of those things and dealing, actually identifying trauma as trauma and then dealing with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think you made some, some very good points about um, how to remove those stereotypes. And I think it all starts with conversation. Yeah. It all starts with conversation. Yeah. I also want to, I want to have a a call for action in this moment, which is one, having these conversations, right? Um, Trying to get involved with community regarding mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm an activist at heart, guys. So call to action (laughs) is happening. Um, Absolutely. As well as, as um, I want to have a call to action for, more black therapists and Mm -hmm. the reason being is because i've explained to y'all before there are only a few of us here in colorado even that are in private practice and Mm -hmm. it it blows my mind every single time but at the same time i'm like yeah but you should know that that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to be like so call to action for more conversations and more black therapists here here all righty. All right, guys. So now for our therapist hats off, um, we have our first question. Dimitri, do you have the first question? Yes. So the first question okay. from one of our listeners is, I just started going to therapy, but I'm worried about telling my mom because she tells me that therapy is for white people. It's getting really expensive, so I want to use my insurance. However, I'm on my mom's insurance, so she would definitely ask me why I need the policy information. Do you have any idea how I can break the news to her? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, one, I think this definitely sucks that you're not able to be open about what's happening with you with your mental health and to receive the resources. Kudos to you, though, for still, you know, understanding that there is something for you to address and and trying to make sure you address it appropriately. Um, As for ways to break the news to your mom, um, I think it's important for you to probably share with her that you've already been going to therapy and it's been working. So Mm -hmm. being able to share the positive aspects of this. Um, 
will probably be crucial to this mm-hmm. conversation. And it can go something like, you know, mom, I told you, do you remember when, you know, a few months ago I was dealing with X, Y, and Z? Well, I started seeing a therapist and it's really been going well. I'm starting to feel a lot better, but it's becoming expensive. And since mm-hmm. I'm on your insurance, do you mind providing me with the policy information? Um, so it can be a little cheaper for me. Um, I think that would be the best way to go about it, just to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. If you cannot be honest with your parents, I'm not an advocate for lying, but I'm also just an advocate for saying, hey, I have a doctor's appointment. Can you send me the insurance information? So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Now there is that. Now, the only other thing I will say is, you know, depending on your age and if you're on someone else's insurance, they do send out those um explanation of benefits, like when claims are processed. So, you know, it does buy you some time, but but you'll still have to have that conversation, much like Rod Day said. And I wouldn't add anything to that. I think that would be an excellent way to have that conversation um, with your mom using that example that Rod Day provided. You know, also um, talk to your therapist, you know, role play, you know, share Mm -hmm. that you're having some difficulties communicating, right, (laughs) that you're having difficulties (laughs) communicating, you know, that information to your mom and see what you can come up with in session. But like Rod Day say, really highlighting the positives is going to be key here. Um, Helping, you know, your mom understand what therapy actually is and what it's doing for you. And, you know, ultimately, if you have to use the analogy that I used earlier, like it's no different than going to a medical doctor when you feel sick. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one thing I will add here is when in some previous work, um, I've actually been very intentional about asking clients to invite their family member to a session so I can offer them some psychoeducation around what therapy is and how it could be helping. I'm not giving any identifying information um, or not identifying information, but I'm not giving any um, confidential information about the client in particular, about what they're Mm -hmm. talking about or their diagnosis or anything, but simply Mm -hmm. what is therapy and how it can be helpful Um, and just kind of relating it back. And sometimes people are not able to come to a session. So they're like, hey, can my mom just give you a call? Anything. Can my partner just Mm -hmm. give you a call? things like that, um, Mm -hmm. just so that they also have their therapist having their back, right? Therapy or therapists are also advocates. And so it's also our job to make sure that we can create a safe space for that client in that soft, you know, landing that guy was talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Good points. All righty. So next question from a listener is how do I tell the difference between my issues just being Black people problems or them being mental health? Mm. By going to a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, <laughs> all jokes aside, I mean, you know, go to a professional and mm-hmm. confirm or deny. But I mean, ultimately, you know, one thing I want to bring up about therapy, you don't have to have a mental health diagnosis to go to therapy. You could just be in a place in your life where you're transitioning, you're having adjustment issues, adjusting to, you know, being in a new environment or being in a new relationship or whatever the case may be. And you just need a sounding board because you're, you're stuck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have a mental health diagnosis to talk to a therapist. Um, But honestly, I think that, you know, asking yourself, okay, is this a black people problem or let's just say, okay. 
my self-esteem. Let's say, is my self-esteem, you know, because I was low because I was bullied in school or is my self-esteem low because I didn't see a lot of positive images of people who look like me growing up? I didn't have, you know, um, information about, you know, my history as a as a Black person and, you know, the good that we've providing society, you know? So I think that starting there, kind of asking, okay, well, what is the the quote unquote issue that I'm having and where could that stem from? But like I said before, to me, I feel like this most seamless way is to <laughs> talk to a professional, go to therapy and, and talk it out and figure out if it is a Black person issue or if it's, you know, something that is related to your mental health. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, I mean, the only thing I'll add to this is, is that when you're dealing with black people problems, you should go to therapy anyway. Like, what? Period. We have some serious problems. If, right. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody has some intense problems, it's black people. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. and I'm saying this, and I, yes, I laugh while I'm saying this, but in all seriousness, it's true. Mm-hmm. Think about just recent news, you know, of, mm-hmm. I, I, just watched a 14-year-old black boy get trampled to the ground and arrested after being in a fight with the white boy, but was set, the white boy was set aside mm-hmm. and both of them were fighting. Mm-hmm. And me even watching that, like, I want to go and talk to my therapist about, like, I feel some kind of way. I'm having mm-hmm. a problem. And mm-hmm. I'm saying this because I want you guys to realize that problems are problems. And like Demetrius said, it does not have to be a mental health diagnosis. It could just be an adjustment. It could be a change. It could be a transition. Mm -hmm. And to address that is to go to therapy because of not feeling like you can get your footing and your bearings in addressing Mm -hmm. the problem. That is the, the point here. Yep. Good point right there. Good point right yeah, there. I, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> no, but that was on point. That was on point. And, you know, I just feel like we, we have to do something different. And yeah. I feel like, you know, the Black community, we have a tendency to sweep stuff under the rug. And mm-hmm. the one thing about sweeping stuff under the rug, it doesn't get rid of it. It just hides it. And then by the time, because eventually someone is going to lift that rug. It could be today. It could be next month. It could be five years from now. But that rug will get lifted. And then you're looking at a problem that is way bigger than it started. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's up to us to, you know, do different things. But yeah, I yeah. I always say too, like if you keep sweeping things under the rug, then eventually you're gonna trip over it. So here yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> preach, preach. <laughs> okay. So our last question from a listener is I have a mental health diagnosis that my family just does not understand. What am I supposed to do? <sighs> you are supposed to keep working on you. That's what you're supposed to do. Amen. And because we are not going to be understood by everyone, and Mm -hmm. that includes family, as well as, I mean, just like I, the suggestion I gave earlier, maybe having your therapist share some information about 
certain um, psychoeducation, like diagnoses or what the therapy process is, it could be helpful. Um, something I do with kiddo clients is I make sure that I have session with parents so that they understand that child's diagnoses. I want them to mm-hmm. understand their child's symptoms. I want them to understand how they can support their child during that process and Mm -hmm. make sure that they are being present for their child whenever those symptoms seem to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what you're supposed to do is, like I said, keep working on you, keep working on your mental Mm -hmm. health, and your family will follow suit in time. But you also have to be aware of what your symptoms look like. Right. So make sure you have a good understanding of what your mental health diagnosis is as well and how it impacts you in particular, because then mm-hmm. maybe you'll be able to share it with them. Something I do notice is that some black some black families, a good amount of the time, will say, oh, well, you're just blaming everything on your mental health. When truth of the matter is, is that when your mental health is in abundance and mm-hmm. it is in the forefront of everything else usually your mental health is causing everything else, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you're helpless, but it does mean that it could be exacerbating a lot of different things. Yeah. Great point. Um, There's not really anything I would add to that, you know, just to reiterate what Rade was saying, like, you know, ultimately keep working on yourself. That should be first and foremost. And everyone is not going to understand us. And it's really not our responsibility to get everyone to understand us. And like why they say, understanding your symptoms and what your mental health means to you and how it impacts you, that's important because that's the information that you can share with people that are close to you to help them understand. But just remember that it's not your responsibility to make them understand. Right. Okay. Well, all right, fam. Our earth lesson for the week is your mental health is sacred. It is not a weakness. It does not make you defective. So take care of it and nurture it. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at RespectfullyMT and send your questions and topic requests to RespectfullyMT at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 Respectfully, a melanated therapist.